Last time on Cruelly Drawn Swords. When the old city of Malahim collapsed, it ended up creating an underground space at the base of the ruins. It's very dark in here. I will cast light on Enigma's foot. Every time Enigma walks anywhere, like shadows bounce around the wall. I would like to cast Guidance, please. I wave my foot around to get a better look. <laughs> you can't glimpse some large creatures and it becomes very dark. Who goes there? Guys, tall crocodiles! Tristan, Enigma's calling for you. Um, you should go in next. I'm going to leap forward onto where I think its back is, shouting, I've got an Enigma! Then I'm going to wrap my arms around and grab its mouth and hold it closed, and I'm going to buck in Bronco, that crocodile. <laughs> Mark experience. You grab its mouth and you hold it shut, and it flicks around underneath you, but you've got it and it can't escape okay and the downside that's inevitably coming (laughs) it does sound like you're going quite briskly along corridors you can hear walls rushing past you and the sound of the fight seems to be vanishing into the darkness behind you (laughs) well that solved two problems banbury is going to cast true seating mark experience it's like a smoke with so many particles like magical particles that it's quite hard for you to see. Percy has this huge crocodilian creature he's somehow holding under his arm. And Enigma is standing by the body of another. Tristan isn't there. And then you're grabbed by tiny hands from behind you and dragged backwards away down the corridor. Yes. We last saw you bronc riding a darker dial into the darkness. <laughs> yeah. Are you hanging on? Mm. As you realise that you're a distance from the party, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, as we've been running down these tight corridors and I'm I'm sort of on its back holding on, I'm I'm sticking my legs out to <laughs> slow us as I'm as we're going along the wall and I'm like, Whoa, Mr. Crockerson, whoa, slow there. And <laughs> the sparks coming off the wall. Roll a D eight. What? I'm not doing it to a degree that would hurt me. I'm not stupid. What you've got to realise is you're placing your legs to each side of the room whilst on the spiny back of a bucking crocodile that's jumping up and down. You've broken your balls. Like, riding it with your legs normally would be like sitting kind of on a circular saw. Hmm, that's true. Riding it with your legs out sideways is like just asking for nut destruction. I mean... Which is the experience you're having. Roll a d8. As I, as I am the boner champ, I think I can handle this. <laughs> okay, cool. Take six damage. Boner king! Six negated armour, obviously, because I've got a cup. Yeah, take armour off that. But as long as it's slowing him down a little, then that's fine. Uh, yeah, it's probably slowing him down. The problem you have, I guess, is you don't know where you are. That's okay. So... Percy, Mm -hmm. you still have a crocodilian under your arm. 
and you heard a noise from the other side of the room, which sounded a little weird, like Banbury said something. He's probably fine. But not very clear what he was talking about. He's a big powerful mage now. He is, yes. So, what are you doing? So, this crocodile that's under my arm, I am going to turn him around and bash his head into the wall. Whee! Okay, smart. So, you have something from your defend, don't you? But also, this is just going to be a straight, like... Yeah, give me a strength roll. This is going to be just if you're strong enough to get around his wiggly, powerful limbs. Okay. Wiggly, powerful limbs. The hold on my defence, um, I think that probably only kicks in if he attacks me, so... Uh... Yeah, which may well happen if this doesn't go really well. So that's a nine. Cool. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, so roll your damage. Ooh. Right, so you smack it into the wall. Again, it doesn't yeah. seem that... Like, these scales are quite tough against walls, apparently. And as you do that, it just turns around and bites down on you. So roll a d8. Yeah, Yeah. But you also have defend, so presumably there's something you can do here. Um, I can redirect an attack from the thing you defend yourself, which is a bit pointless. Yeah, because that's you. <laughs> Half the attack's effect or damage, or I could do damage back to him. Um, I will do damage back to him, so let's see what he does. Okay, cool. So roll a d8. So that's, uh, you take seven damage. Okay. But then you're able to actually defeat this beast as it bites you. So what do you do? Hang on, let me just work out what I actually take. Armour. Four. So how much did you say it was, Seven damage, yeah. Okay, take three. Well, that's a funny thing. You take four. Four? Okay. It feels as though some layer of armour that you've been carrying for a long time is no longer present. Uh-oh. Because you have safely conveyed Tristan to uh, Malahim. Yeah, I think I've already adjusted for that, though. Okay, cool. Yeah, because plate is three, normally, I think. And then the shield is the other one. I mean, I can discount the shield if you want. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I thought you still had your quest up. No, I think I changed that when it... Uh... You did mention you were changing it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, so I guess he, he must come in and bite me. Yeah. Um, and as he bites onto my arm, then I'll just grab him with my other arm tuck a knife underneath him and drop all of us, uh, including my body weight onto him. Right. Yeah, your knife goes straight through his head and the creature is basically killed very fast. Very effective. And suddenly the room is filling up with light from Enigma's boot. Ooh, excellent. Which is with only a little, like, spots of shadow-like smoke rising up from the bodies of these crocodilian creatures. So how much can I see around the room now? You can now see the whole room, which is fairly round, has stone walls, there's some kind of ornamentation in the centre of the floor. You can see Enigma, right. you can see another darker dial. There are two corridors. The one you came through, there's one behind you, and there's one at the other side of the room. You cannot see Tristan or Banbury. Where have they gone? Banbury! Are there any crocodiles left up? Not in this room. Okay. Um, you, where are they? Banbury! Banbury, you can hear distant calling, but you can't make out what direction it's from. You can also hear chittering voices. How many hands do I think I've got on me? Probably... Maybe four pairs. 
Can I see? Am I still in darkness? Or am I just in natural darkness of a, a tunnel system now? You are no longer... Oh, you have true sight, didn't you? No, it failed to work. Oh, yeah, so it didn't It didn't cast right. No. So, no, you're still in darkness, but you're outside the magical darkness. So if you had a light source... But I forgot how to cast light, so that's not happening. Yeah. Right, so have I got any indication how big these things are that are carrying me, just from physical... Yeah, they're quite little. Okay, so smaller than Banbury, or...? They feel like halfling size. Okay. So smaller than Banbury. And they have little clawy hands. Hey, Kit, can you understand me? Put me down. Put me down. Yeah. And they keep dragging on you. Put me down. Oh, you've made a mistake here. You think I'm a bitch, but actually, folks, I'm a witch. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. So uh, I'm going to shoot black magic. I'm going to cast it mass, which is going to area effect, which is going to hit me as well. Yeah. Uh, But should blast all four of them around me. And I'm hoping because they're small that I can take it slightly better than them. Also, I've got a magical uh, potato sack on. (laughs) So there's that. How did this world happen where we have a magical potato sack? Life. It's not. It's a wizard's robe that my mum enchanted. It just might be made out of an old potato sack. He's a chip off the old block. That's just awful. You couldn't have trousers from them to give you wedgies. <laughs> I heard that, Ali. Thank you. I finally heard one in the game. <laughs> <laughs> right. In. Don't fail me now. Oh, that's a pretty good roll. Nice. 14, full success. So, let's roll that damage. Okay. So, uh, the black magic tape itself to 7, and it needs to have an additional d6 from the fire. I don't know if the fire will add light to the rune. I think it will, at least briefly. Okay. So, the tape itself um, spools out from under my fingernails, shoots around, and then just explodes in a big force of energy. And as it explodes out... In every direction, it kind of lights up like like a film when it's kind of burnt out of a projector and stuff like that. Yeah. But it also hits Banbury. Okay, so you take the magic but not fire part of that damage. Okay. And what you see is, for a moment, there's this big flash. It's almost blinding. You get like after images afterwards. And when you turn around, you can see several little heaps of ash. Oh. And these little guys, whatever was happening before, they are now feeling blue because these were kobolds. (laughs) (laughs) No way! (laughs) And they're a scorched mess. Okay. But as the light spreads down the corridor briefly, you can see it reflecting off many pairs of bright eyes further up the corridor. Bright eyes. Burning like fire. Good work, Alison. Well, I mean, that's helpful in a way because it gives me a direction I definitely don't want to go. So Banbury will pick up one of these smoking limbs. He will get the residual flame in it and burst it into a torch and he will use a cobbled limb as a makeshift torch and run the hell away. (laughs) Would you say it's cobbled together? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes, yes, I would. So you are not tremendously far from where you came in, so you can have an idea of where you might want to go to find the others. Tristan. Yes. You're having this wild, exciting bronc ride, and the creature's now really trying to drag you under low rocks and ceilings to get away from you. Well, I figured 
as I've been slowing it, I've wrapped my hands over its breathing holes and I'm going to try and suffocate it. But I've also had a thought. reptiles have breathing holes. We know that it's been established that if I can connect to the music, I kind of see in Matrix vision. So I'll be able to pick out the musical, yes. like, shapes and sounds of his, uh, in vertical, his soul. So I'm going to start singing a song about going to sleep. I'm going to start singing a magical lullaby, which is, you know, just to encourage it to asphyxiate and die. Classic lullaby. And try and dude, see the area surround me, yeah. That, that's what lullabies are for. That is the intentions of all lullabies. I'm singing a, a death lullaby. A lullaby-bye, I call it. Okay, that's quite good. So I'm going to... You might lullaby <coughs> and then lullaby. So yeah, I'm going to suffocate it at the same time as singing. So I'm going to do the magic first. So I can get an idea of what's around me. Because I figure it's basically, yeah, Matrix Vision. Okay, so give me that roll. What do crocodiles breathe through? Nostrils. Nose holes. Nostrils. We call them nose holes in this world, Ben. <laughs> nose holes. <laughs> Very much, this is like the nose holes podcast. No holds barred. Or no souls. Nose holes barred. Right, where the hell has this gone? Come on, charisma! What have we got? That's what a pretty good hit. 13. Yes! You're good. Matrix vision is a go. If you'd have got a seven to nine, you'd have got it, but you'd got crocodile snot all over your hands. Yeah. Well, this was for the song, really. All right. So you can see that you're being dragged down this corridor towards a narrow gap ahead of you. I kind of imagine it as like the, I suppose this kind of a moot point with my echo vision. So I kind of imagine that living things show up differently and dead things kind of, I can see, they've still got a a tune to them. Yeah. But it's a different kind of... Death metal. So I can now see in the dark. Good. We've established that. So do I need to roll for... You can't always see in the dark, but right now you have a degree of vision and you can see where the creature is. Yeah. Yeah. And is its nose hole slowing it down or uh yeah it's sort of struggling a bit because this means i can see yeah i can see the rocks and things that are coming towards me as well at this point yeah so it's like you have a sense of the shape of these low gaps that it's trying to scrape you off using them yeah so what are you doing about that if anything well, I'm just rolling to the side and I'm dodging to the left and I'm ducking down and laying flat against its back. I'm basically right against its back and I'm trying to pull its head up as well. So it's struggling against me. Okay, cool. Yeah, so give me a dex roll to describe that. Mm-hmm. And dexterity. Oh, he's nailing it. Yeah, you can't pull its head back and you get it to a stop before it can scrape you off. But now it's slightly at an impasse. You've got this creature stopped. It can't get away. You can't get away without releasing it. Well, I kind of want to, as it's trying to duck down under the door, I'm just going to wrench its head back so it slams into the door. Right, I see. Possibly breaking its neck. Using its own strength. So what happens is it gets wedged in that doorway. Yeah. Definitely. As long as you're there, it's not coming out. Excellent. And I am trying to suffocate it. And Yeah. Shh, shh, sleep, sleep, sleep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Tristan is happily suffocating a beast. Oh, I'm singing Crocobye Baby. Yeah. Bam- Bambri is... No? Okay, carry on. Bambri is running from kobolds. Enigma, Percy has reappeared and you don't know where your friends are. What are you doing? Enigma? 
What? I said, Percy's killed another crocodile, so you can now see the room, but you can't see Banbury or Tristan. You did just hear an explosion from back the way you came, though. Oh, that's a bad sign. Um, could I probably work out which way Tristan had gone from the fact that I heard them scuttle away? You don't know which way Tristan went. And I don't really know that Banbury's behind us. You only know there was an explosion. Hmm... But you and Percy are together, so any conversation you want to have... That's what I'm thinking. Do we go towards the explosion? Um, how many exits are there in total from this room? There are three exits. There's one by where you are, there's one you came through, and there's another to the side. And the explosion was where we came through? Yeah, let's just start, let's start calling down the corridor, shall we? There's one right here for me. Hello! Anyone there? I'll shout down the other one. Hello! Bambri, you hear an echoing voice of Percy shouting, hello, anyone there? And then Enigma. You missed a good opportunity to have a romantic subplot with just the two of you. Two of you, two of you, two of Run! you. Run! <laughs> Noted. But do I take it you're there? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm down here. There's a bunch of kobolds. There's less kobolds, but there's still a bunch of them. Here are. Is Tristan with you? Uh, let's hope not, because if he is, he's dead. That's a shame. You've missed a good opportunity to have a romantic subplot there. <laughs> Don't worry, I had one with a cobalt. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. Around this point, Banbury comes back through the door you were in. It seems like it was a little unnecessary shouting now if you were just the other side of that door. A uh, torch for you, sir? Why, thank you. He hands you a, a flaming cobalt arm. Oh. <laughs> Novel. Also... I will trade that for some healing. Okay. I'll heal Bambury. Like now. <laughs> all right, all right. Go get you. There's a bloody load of cobbles coming after me. I've just murdered their luncheon party. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, have... Okay, so that's a successful healing. Five. <laughs> I mean, conveniently, <laughs> that's how much I took. So... <laughs> oh, here we go. In fact, I think I only actually took four. Phew. So, Bambury... If you look back down the corridor you were in... Oh, I don't. You can see gleaming eyes at the very edge of your... No, no, no. Okay, cool. Banbury just never looks back. I have dealt with that situation. It is done. If I don't make eye contact with him, they won't look at me. <laughs> that is his way. And they'll know that I'm a tough guy. I've just blown up a bunch of them. They'll go, oh, we'll chase after him. But if I look real cash about it after I've run away, then they'll know. They'll see that I'm stood next to a bigger boy and the bigger boy will scare them, and they'll leave it. You just walked away from an explosion or casual, like, that is pretty, uh, pretty action hero. I mean, I picked up a flaming arm and ran away like a coward. But after that, I looked pretty macho. Right, uh, where's Tristan? Uh, I just shouted down a different corridor. So, Tristan, you did hear Percy and Enigma's voices echoing around from somewhere behind you. Am I able to, um, pinpoint it? Yeah, it was somewhere behind you. Oh, I shall shout back down the corridor. Hey, you guys! Truffle shuffle. From ahead of you, you hear a chittering sound. Oh, Percy, thank God you're here. <laughs> Help me with this croco man. He's almost out. But you can hear Tristan's voice coming down the uh, corridor ahead of you, Enigma. Hey! What do you do? Um, Percy, is this the way you decided we were to go? Uh, which way, sorry? Oh, sorry, this way, the way I'm pointed. Oh, I don't know. No, we, we had some um, 
a sort of little guidance on that initial split of five different corridors, but uh, I've not done something similar here where it's splitting again. Okay. Well, we've got a choice of two. We can either go and save Tristan or go the other way. <laughs> I mean, it almost seems a bit pointless doing something other than keeping Tristan alive at this point. Let's go this way, then. What if we got a cobbled and named it Tristan? I mean, that'd be all right. I mean, can he can he sing? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to go and ask them? <laughs> I mean... Honestly, not really. I think it's probably a bad idea. <laughs> they can sing the blues. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, fine. Let's just save him then. Okay. Let's go. Do you say that there were some more kobolds that you didn't blow up, by the way? Uh, nah, probably not. Okay, well, that, that, that sounds good. Good, we're fine. Uh, Enigma, if you'd like to shoe it. So, are my shoes glowing? I assume that's why we can see. Your shoe is still glowing, yes. I guess then I will go on ahead. Okay, so you take the lead. Nunchuck poised. <laughs> you come to a spot where the where the corridors divide. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, I will shout down one of them. Okay. Are you down this one? Tristan, you hear the words, are you down this one? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Enigma, you hear the word yes from one direction or the other. <laughs> no. Yeah, but she's just thought of that already. <laughs> oh, so I can't tell which. I was thinking then go to the other one, repeat that, and then compare. Oh, very clever, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you repeat it, and yeah, there's a slight difference. Which one sounds louder? Honestly, they sound very similar volume. It's just maybe there's slightly different echo on them. Okay, Banbury's going to walk over and pick up a bit of dirt from the left one, <coughs> squidge it a little bit, sniff it, and then put it in his mouth. <laughs> then he's going to silently get up, shuffle over Columbo-style to the other side, <laughs> sit down, pick up a bit of dirt, squidge it between his fingers, sniff it, and put it in his mouth. Then he's going to look up at Percy and look up at Enigma. I've got a croissant if you want one. If, you, if you're hungry, you don't need to eat. I, I am, actually, yeah. Could I? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't have a lot of them, but it's better than eating the mud, I suppose. Where'd you get croissant from? Enigma, can you hurry up and pick which one we're going down? Tristan, you feel the creature below you start to go, like, to lose its upright position. Yes. And start to drop to the floor. It's not the first time Tristan's heard that. Yeah. <laughs> that whole weekend of that once. <laughs> Boner King. What do you do? Um, I'm not letting go. I'm no fool. I've um, I've ridden many a croc man in my time and I've suffocated a few of those. So <laughs> I know that when the croc man starts to go limp, you've got to hold on till he's fully asleep slash dead. When the croc man's down. Okay. You can hear voices behind you. you better get ready. Okay. Hey, guys, I got one. Enigma, sounds like he's ahead of you. I'm always ahead of her. Then I shall go forward. You go into darkness. Ah, uh, okay. I'm going to have to go into darkness. Swinging my nunchucks. That's <laughs> 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 the only way. I have literally just shouted out, I've got this. Okay, Enigma. I mean, I'm just going to swing it in front of me just in case something comes close. Yeah. I'm not actually aiming at something. It's just defensive. No, you're just going to... Uh... Swing wildly and blindly. I'm probably like singing at the time so we can see how close we are. So you can be like, stop when we're close. Well, if he was facing the other way, he'd be able to see your foot, but he's not. 
your nunchucks do stop you from bumping into a bit of low ceiling that you're going to collide with. See? And nice. Then you kind of, I don't know, you can tell me how abruptly you collide with Tristan. <laughs> Quite, because I've got to get him back. Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not like dangerous swinging, like maybe a bruise. Quite, okay. Enigma like smooshes herself against your back, Tristan, for some reason. Oof. <laughs> ooh, I'm going to be like, ooh, Enigma, not now. Oh, come on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> how did you know his... <sighs> oh, yeah, I was singing. I'd know that physique anywhere. It was a nunchuck. I'd know those nunchucks cracking me in the back of the head from a mile away. Yeah. Bumchuck. Like a moment later, a nunchuck swings across your chest and just thumps it really hard. Oof, I'm like, oh, it's rough. Okay. Okay. I'm going to look up and see him and be like, look, I got him. Look, he's here. So what you see, Tristan, is there is a patch that seems like the magical darkness behind you. Okay where you can feel that Enigma is. Okay. I mean, so I can't see Enigma? No. Or my shoe. Which is not novel. Uh, I'm like, have you got a Bambri's magical cloak on Enigma? Where are you? I can feel you, but I can't see you. Ask <laughs> because of magical crocodiles. Well, whatever you're doing, stop it. I thought you said you'd killed it. Kill it. It's dying as we speak. Have no fear. I wasn't scared. But if you could sort of viz up, that'd be great, because I can't really see much. There's a whole magical crocodile thing. Wait, hold on. So I can't see her using my matrix vision either? No, that's all the vision you've got right now. Interesting. You're still in the darkness. Yeah, so it's total... Ah, so that means it's magical darkness then. So... Okay. Is there like a source of the magical darkness? I suppose I couldn't tell. It's all dark. (laughs) It is dark. So... Here's what happens. The creature... I'm not letting go. The creature suddenly slumps. Okay. And stills. And suddenly you have light from Enigma's foot. (gasps) And you can now see her perfectly. Yes. Yeah. But while you're feeling the harmony as well, you can't see her with that. Oh, God. Meanwhile, on the edge of the light from her boot... You can see bright, reflective eyes staring at you. Wait. And you can hear chittering sounds from in front of you, like little chattery noises. Not eyes on her shoe. (laughs) No, this is like... So she's behind you. Yeah. In front of you, through the little gap, you can see, like, just the vague reflections of reptilian eyes. By the light of my shoe. What about Matrix Vision? Is that, is my um, flanginess of that... Matrix Vision. (laughs) Have I pushed that as far as I'm allowed to push that? Basically, it doesn't reach as far in this situation. Okay, that's fair. So your your vision and the light is telling you more than your than your harmony. What do you do? Okay, hey Enigma, is that is that Percy and Banbury up ahead of us? Because I can see beady little eyes, so it must be Banbury. They were behind me. Hmm. So up ahead. Hey friends, in front of us. Banbury had some trouble with cobbles earlier. Yeah. You hear a sound like. <laughs> I'll hold up the monster's head and be like, <laughs> and then I'll hold up my hand in triumph and point down, and point at me, point at that thing and be like, yeah, thumbs up. You hear a, and then an arrow comes out of the darkness and lands in the creature's head. Hey, I'm going to cheer. 
Oh, a second arrow comes out of the darkness and hits you. <laughs> I will be like, oh, <laughs> roll a d6. Shake my head. I'm just shouting racist words at them. They're like, who's this racist clown? <laughs> yeah, they would have been totally fine with you, like killing the giant monster. But you, the stuff you just said about his sister yeah. is outrageous. Yeah, exactly. Where's the d6? This ruddy, bloody button system. Get a mouse. <sighs> Oh, what? Whopping. At least that's minus two. Yeah, so take five damage from this arrow that, like, plunges right into your bicep. And your arm feels a little weak. Oh, not my best feature. But it, they're massive. They're an obvious target. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. So, you are reunited with Enigma. The other hawks are beside you. You can see some glowing eyes reflecting in the light. But after shooting at you, several of them seem to have disappeared. And you can hear scuttling feet. Oh, I've dealt with that then. I'm going to heal myself. Okay, great. Are you staying in the corridor? Yeah, why not? What other options do we have? Where actually are we at the moment? So you are in this narrow corridor. Mm -hmm. Wait, have I been... No, I have had you on this map the whole time. I suddenly thought I'd just been playing on this map myself without you guys being able to see it. I can't see a map. (laughs) I mean, we can't see it. I can see bits of it. You're looking in the wrong corner. You need to be in the middle on the right. Yeah, bottom, middle, right. Okay, right, there we go. Ben, I have just rolled an 11 for when we come back to that. Yep, sure. I'm keeping that roll. And don't forget, I now do 4d8 healing. Ba-boom! Holy shit. You do 4d8? Yeah, I do 4d8 healing. That's insane! Yeah! That's a lot. Yeah, it turns out that when Stu didn't take any moves for, like, eight levels, he actually now has a shit ton of very advanced moves that he didn't have before. Yeah. Cool. Can you see yourselves on the map now? Aha, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So, Kristen sings his healing song. What song are you singing? Just a song of triumph over crocodilian adversity. Right, yeah. The Crocodile Victory song. The heights you've scaled. Yeah. Is anyone else hurt and did we work out how I can spread my healing? I don't remember and I don't think so. It sounds dirty. Um, I... I'm a little bit injured. I'll just heal a 19 hit points. Well, considering you took five, that's not bad. Yeah, overkill. I'll heal Percy with the runoff somehow. Thanks, buddy. Let's just say it works for now. <laughs> so I, I don't know how you did that. So you get back. You're now in a narrow corridor with the rest of the Hawks. It's hard to get past each other. What are you doing? We're going to squeeze past each other. We're jostling. Yeah, we're going to jostle past. (laughs) Uh, I think we need to work out which way we should go. Well, Percy can do that. Right, Percy? You can get guidance again. Yeah, I I, I can attempt to. I'll try and cast guidance again. Okay. Give me that guidance roll. Give me that. Give me that. Give me, give me, give me that. Give me that roll. Give me that. Give me, give me that. That. Okay, an intermediate success. So what downside will you take on that? It doesn't give him the unerring sense in the right direction. Um, what's my options? Let me have a quick look. Cast a spell. Draw unwelcome attention or put yourself in a spot. Don't do that. Uh, mine is one ongoing or can't cast it again. Let's draw unwelcome attention. Shit. There's a lot of things to attend to us. The chittering had diminished. The like little yelping voices of the kobolds had diminished. And now you hear them getting louder again down the corridor. 
and behind them you hear a rhythmic metallic thumping sound like something is hammering metal on stone Ooh, that doesn't sound good they have a cave troll so your guidance your lantern symbol or the light from your lantern just skims back down the corridor you are heading down and out of the opposite exit of the room you came from oh okay um follow that lamp start wash doors it Stop running. So, the hawks start running. Uh, the marching order I've got is Percy, then Bambury, then Enigma, then Tristan. As you go past the little side corridor, you get this kind of rank reptilian smell come from it. And then you're past it and you're through into this round room. And beyond that, you come to... Oh, what the heck is that? That is not what I wanted to do at all. <laughs> if you're scared of the monsters the heck is that beyond that you come to a wider hallway and then that opens out into a much more open space and you can see a very level ground with just a few pieces of rubble on it but it looks paved this looks like a roadway and on the other side of the road, you can see a statue stood there, Ooh. looking almost lifelike in the flickering light of your kobold arm torch. Mmm, exciting. Guys, it's definitely coming alive. Be careful. Living statues. Let's have a closer look at the statue. Walk onto the, onto the road and have a little look at that statue and high five it. Okay, cool. I will look both ways for oncoming traffic. Yeah, stop looking, listen. There is no traffic at all, Tristan. It's just a dark road. Okay. There's not... Until you step on it, there is no traffic. You are the traffic. And okay. as you step onto it, you can see glowing lights moving along it. Like soft glow... They don't cast light. It's like Enigma's glowing boot when the darker dial's struck. You can see it's a light source, but it casts no light. Like a glowworm. Bioluminescence. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, who was going to high-five the statue? Was that you, Enigma? No. Me. Oh, Percy. Yeah, it's a cool statue. It's like this big heroic figure. There's nothing recognisable about them, but they're very well carved. When you go to high-five them, it's like you're high-fiving a statue. Sweet. This is absolutely 100% a statue okay rock but there are these little glowing spots coming down the road what here is evil you do not get a sense of evil okay shall we step off the road whilst those little lights come past okay when you step off the road you can no longer see the lights oh i see yeah i thought they were kind of a, a marker showing us where to go like cat's eyes Tristan, one's approaching you as you're getting ready to step off. Are you getting away from it or into it? I mean, I'm going to look at Percy and be like, should we see what happens? I, I don't. Let's I mean, just wait and see. Could be some cool magic. I'm going to stand prepared with my, my bow pointing at the arrow. I'm going to trail my arrow at this creature thing. I think it's just a guidance source, but we'll see. Yeah, so the glowing light, it gets close. And as it comes close, it starts to fill your vision. Okay. And as it does, the light changes. 
and you start to see in like the walls grade and instead of the rubble ceiling all this hard compacted earth you can see a sky and tall towers like all in grey and silver and then as it gets closer it passes into colour whoa and then it just passes through you and it goes back through silver to darkness and you're just seeing the enclosed ruins again but for a moment you glimpse the city whoa guys you should have done that is it are we watching it go away from us so as the light goes away from you you just see it just becomes a light again it's only when it's really close or or touching you you get this glimpse okay I'll describe what I saw to the guys in order to not repeat what you just said straight away. Yeah. That, that sounds interesting. Wow. That's kind of cool. Uh, Bambri, can you magic sense, I don't know, see if we can work out what that was? A history bubble. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I, yeah, Bambri. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think this is witch's magic, so... I... But, but you know a lot about magic, Bambri. Why don't you uh, spout lore? Well, it turns out the GM says I do, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop trying to avoid being helpful, Brambury, and do something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, my point is, you have the opportunity, you know enough that you could definitely spout law on this stuff, if you wanted. I'm going to spout law. Oh, he knows. I see he knows he can, but Mag is a, a bugger for helpfulness. <laughs> Boom, four. Turns out I was correct the entire time. <laughs> Screw you, GM. Banbury knows shit all. <laughs> Banbury. Yep. These are, yeah, these are ghosts. These are the spirits of the lost dead that maybe they don't even know that the world they lived in is gone. Okay, so I'm going to explain that to the group, but I'm going to add some bullshit to it, which is, once they touch you, a part of them never leaves you, Tristan. Every night as you sleep, you'll just get little glimpses. Will it be your dreams or will it be their dreams? And slowly, the more of them that touch you, the more they're going to take over your dreams, until one day, you're going to go to sleep, and you won't dream of home and your bar and the fun things you've done. You'll just be dreaming of their lives and their woes and you'll have to feel empathy for the first time <laughs> imagine that uh, yeah. get it off get it off get it off I'm going to start brushing it off me uh, I don't want this I don't like it you hear a crashing sound behind you Bambury like something has gone thundering through a wall also mark experience and mark experience yes what how many points do we need before we go up a level you need your level plus seven. Ah, seven more. What? Till I max out. Right. Why is everyone the same level as me now? This is bullshit. <laughs> right. Bambri's gonna summon poor, sweet, innocent little genome. Yeah. And say, buddy, there's some stuff in the darkness out there, and it's scary. But you're a little like in. You can't be touched or seen by most people. So I need you to go over there into the darkness. Yeah and then see what it is, and then you come back and you tell me a much nicer thing is in there. <laughs> so I feel secure that what we're doing right now isn't terrible and a mistake, okay? Yeah. So I'm going to successfully summon him and then send him off into the darkness. I'm going to wave at him and he's going to turn around and look at me <laughs> and he's going to point at the darkness and look nervous and look back at me and I'm just going to give him a little thumbs up. <laughs> uh, can you lot I know you can't see Janine but can you all just give a little thumbs up to my little unseen servant please 
Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Yes. So, thumbs up. Yeah. Sh- sure thing, Banbury. Doing it. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, he's not. Behind Banbury, <laughs> I'm going to run my thumb across my neck looking in the direction he's pointing <laughs> but when Babby looks around I can be like oh um, I'm doing it yeah. <laughs> like Undertaker style Janome looks less encouraged than you might expect Banbury mm. then he vanishes into the darkness and when he reappears he's like 12 foot high and made of metal oh Whoa. what and not very Janome looking at all I, I don't think that's Janome <laughs> then a moment later, from between the legs of the creature, you see Janome. And he like comes charging up and then looks very frightened and then tries to do a sign indicating a happy puppy. <laughs> well, you've done a really good job there, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> now let's run away. <laughs> Behind Banbury you can hear that rhythmic metal hammering and this huge humanoid figure made all of panels and sheets of metal carrying a massive sword and a massive shield comes stomping out of the darkness and behind it there's another one. Jesus. And behind that you can hear the chattering of the kobolds in the darkness. Bastards. Evil robots. Dib's not it. Mr. and Mrs. Listener, good morning. Checking out, I see. Well, I hope you've enjoyed your stay at Crude Draw Inn. And may I apologise once again for the mix-up? We were assured the hash browns were not psychoactive. But before you go, please take a moment to drop a line to the team with any questions you may have from this or any other stay at Crudest Swords Twitter and at Crudely Drawn Swords Facebook. And we'll see what we can do about answering them in our forthcoming extravaganza crudely drawn swords on ice disclaimers apply may not include ice extravagant subject to additional fee your effort is not refundable it's not looking good nice this is good i'm sure it'll be fine that's looking fine percy's got this percy's got a lot of armor he stands in front of it you just chain heal him with your ridiculous healing he tanks it with his ridiculous armor oh uh, enigma can do lots of damage Electrocute. I'm going to plug them into the mains. There's mains in Man- Malahim, of course. What? Ancient City is bound to... It might have different sockets, but I think we'll be all right. We could definitely plug them into the mains. Electrocute them and watch them do a robot dance of death. Also, uh, it's fine. Stu, Stu can uh, hack into the Matrix. We've uh... already established this this episode. So some giant robots turning up is fine. Like, these are the robots we're going to ride into the centre of Malahim, it turns out. Evil robot lad. It's also 10 o'clock and Stu's going to start whinging any second. So 
<laughs> yeah, but we can have a little bit longer. I'm feeling nice and it's interesting. Oh, you're saying it wasn't before? It's not normally, but... Um, yeah, it is. I mean, we'll have another 15 minutes, maybe. <laughs>